1: On today's Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll discuss Cody Bellinger's revival and a veteran tiger who's turning back the clock. Like Duff and Taxes, Dodger's been a Dodger. <laughs>
0: I have That's- not had the uh, three throughs uh, yet.
1: It works great in a fantasy league. Three. I'm
0: just glad yeah. I am not at the
1: dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15 on the athletic. Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15, presented by Topps. Check out Topps Project 70, celebrating 70 years of Topps baseball cards. Michael Beller and Al Melki are here with you on Thursday, August 12th, and let's dive into the news and notes. Fernando Tatis Jr. slated to be activated sometime this weekend and going to be seen time in the outfield. So adding a little bit of roster flexibility for his fantasy managers over the final month and a half and change of the season. Mookie Betts going to the IL with hip inflammation. Carlos Carlos Rodon also going to the IL with shoulder fatigue. Ronaldo Lopez started uh, at Minnesota on Wednesday through three scoreless innings. Probably nothing more than a ale-only and streamer sort of guy at this stage of the game. Yasmani Grandal started a rehab assignment with AA Birmingham on Wednesday, so White Sox, White Sox should be getting him back relatively soon. Bo sat on Wednesday with shin contusions. Javier Baez did the same because of lower back tightness. Javier Baez's teammate, Francisco Lindor, took batting practice on Wednesday, so maybe he can get back in the lineup soon dealing with that oblique issue. JT Real Muto exited the game against the Dodgers after taking consecutive foul balls to the mask, underwent a test for concussion. Uh, his teammate, Andrew McCutcheon, was activated, so uh, good to have McCutcheon back in the lineup. We talked about the Kiel Badu and Derek Hill uh, k- uh, collision in the outfield from a couple of days ago. Talked about that yesterday, both of them now on the IL, Badu on the concussion IL, Derek Hill on the regular IL with a ribcage contusion. Avisail Garcia left against the Cubs after being hit by the pitch. He has a bruised hand. Roddy Telez also left that game because of right knee discomfort. Jared Walsh is back. Uh, All recovered from that intercoastal injury. He is back in the lineup. Jose Iglesias sat to make room for him. He had Gosselin at second. David Fletcher at shortstop, so we're going to see how Joe Madden mix and matches those pieces, moves people around to get everyone some playing time. Kyle Schwarber could be starting a rehab assignment on Thursday, should be starting a rehab assignment soon, whether or not it is Thursday. Johnny Cueto going to the aisle with a flexor strain. Anthony DiSclefani will be activated, however, to take a spot in the rotation on Friday. He'll get the ball against Colorado. And Corbin Burns tied the MLB record, 10 consecutive strikeouts against the Cubs Get used to against the Cubs coming with things (laughs) like that. Josh Hader is going to be activated on Thursday. He'll come off the COVID list. Matt Barnes still the closer in Boston, but he's going to be getting a couple of days off. But mostly a nothing to see here situation for Barnes managers. And Diego Castillo in the top of the eighth again against Texas Drew Steckenrider getting the ninth inning. So Castillo, if you're in a saves are all that matters sort of league, Al, is he cuttable? Uh,
2: no, I don't think so. I mean, I, well, I, I would qualify that and say it really depends on, um, I mean, if you're saying saves that all, are all that matters, then I'm assuming there's some scarcity there. And I think Castillo will will be getting his share. I think that the upshot here is that with Steckenrider in the mix that those saves are going to get spread around. Uh, I've got Paul Seawald in a 15-teamer. I was thinking of cutting him. I'm not going to do that now because uh,
1: he's uh, probably a part of that mix. All right, let's get on to Wednesday standouts. Joey Votto, four for five and two home runs. I mean, he had numbered in four days, so it's like, all right, Joey, come on, man, we like, <laughs> let's go, get it going, Joey. He, so he 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 did it with two homers, and you like to see someone get back on track. Just an unbelievable run uh, that Joey Votto remains on ten for twenty three homers and two doubles in his last uh, twenty trips to the plate. Al, I mean. What more do we say about this resurgence from Joey Votto? I mean,
2: it's incredible because he had, what, like I think about five days where he cooled off and was just, <laughs> you know, a regular human baseball player. <laughs> <laughs> now he's back at it again. So uh, I doubt anybody is benching him. But
1: uh, yeah, clearly needs to be starting once again. And just something to talk about because, I mean, when he sees 38 and this sort of just bounce-back monster season for Joey Vado. I would love to see the Reds maybe sneak into the playoffs if they could find a way in, but what a year Joey Vado has had. Cody Bellinger with a two-home-run game. He's got nine on the season, 10 for his last 30 with four home runs. Al, is he back in the circle of trust? Oh, he is for me. Uh, I just needed to see some period where uh, he looked like Cody
2: Bellinger again. And I give you credit because every time I would put the question to you, you know, do you sit him? Do you sit him? And and you were steadfast uh, that you, you don't sit Cody Bellinger. So uh, if you did, and you and you did sit Cody Bellinger during the period when he was slumping and slumping badly and slumping for a really long time, maybe that worked out for you. But uh, at this point,
1: he's Cody Bellinger again, and, and you get him back in your lineup. Yeah, feeling like that is finally in the rear view mirror. How about Lewis Brinson? Another two-homer game to talk about here. He had a couple of bombs, went three for four uh, in the game against the Padres. 16 for his last 37 with four homers. Where are we thinking that Lewis Brinson should be playing in fantasy leagues? I'm thinking that I I will say I'm not in a definitive place with this
2: yet, but I'll certainly over the weekend be looking at where he might fit in 12 team leagues uh, because he is on just such a heater right now. And I mean, he's on an extreme heater uh, over the last maybe week or so, but I mean, he's just generally been hitting better the last couple of months. So, uh, you know, I think it's something to look at and, and see how he measures up to maybe some alternative players that you might be considering kind of on the bubble of 12 teamers. And so I think that it goes without saying that anything that's deeper than that, if Brinson's
1: out there, he absolutely needs to be added and started. Yeah. Easy guy to get in board and uh, to get on board with, with the way he's been swinging the bat recently. Adam Wainwright, a two hit shutout against the pirates, no walk seven K's just vintage Wainwright. Also a two for four with a double. At the plate, and I mean, the guy has totally come back and given us a really strong season. He's got a 3.27 ERA this year, a 3.15 last year. Uh, I guess with him and Vado, it's old guy's day here on Fantasy Baseball in 15. Oh, we're not done yet with old guy's day. <laughs> oh, I know. Coming
2: <laughs> up, but uh yeah, you know, with Wade right, this isn't exactly um a news flash because I mean he's been really consistent all year and as you mentioned Michael a pretty good season in the short season in 2020. Now, in both of those seasons really low babbitt rates that probably I'm going to say he's he's not going to carry over into 2022. Uh but that definitely is something that I'll need to dig into a little deeper because that's a lot of innings now with him being mm-hmm. a really really good hit preventer, even when the ball's in play. So, uh, yeah, I I think that maybe we slept a bit uh, collectively on Wainwright in 2021,
1: and that's probably not going to happen next year. Someone you did not sleep on yesterday was Tyler Anderson. You loved him (laughs) him as a streamer. Five and a third, six hits, one run, no walks, four Ks against the Rangers. So good call, Al. I guess the actionable question here is, can he be more than a streamer or is this just the spot that he's in for the remainder of the season
2: uh, until we see otherwise and i know we're kind of running out of time to wait for longer term trends to to avail themselves but uh, yeah uh, barring any evidence of of the you know the alternative i think that uh anderson is is a streamer and this is a spot where anybody that is streamable gets streamed because as we talked about
1: on wednesday's show uh, the the rangers have just been really abysmal at the plate Tarek Skubo, maybe he's a little bit more than a streamer again. Six innings pitched against Baltimore, gave up five hits, no runs, one walk, fanned six. So uh, looking pretty good in that one. And also his last time out was a five scoreless innings against Boston. We know it's been an up and down season for him, Al, but the ups have been pretty good. The downs, not equally as bad. Now that he's on an upswing, is he someone who you think about as more than a streamer? I think so. I think uh, you know with these back-to-back starts here. Uh, it's
2: definitely something that that you have to consider uh, because it, it, this is you know kind of a tough thing, Michael. Because you know every day on this show we go through and we try to look at trends. We look at you know individual performances, but then we try to fit them into larger trends. And in Scoopel's case, when he's gone, well. I had one narrative and then more recently when he hadn't been this good, I, I had the narrative of, well, you know, it's he's going deep into the season and he's getting tired. And, you know, maybe sometimes we just we need to maybe not believe our, our own stories <laughs> uh, so much. Uh, he's got the Angels next week as part of what should be a two start week. That second start would be at Toronto. So I would actually probably shy away from it, not because of anything to do with Schubel, but just because you know, at Toronto. Right. But in uh, in daily leagues,
1: I would certainly feel really comfortable starting Schubel against the Angels. All right, one more pitcher to talk about from Wednesday. It's Bailey Oberg. Had a very nice game against the White Sox. Went five and a third. Didn't give up any runs. Six hits and a walk. Fanned six in his last four L. 19 and two-thirds innings pitched with a 2.75 ERA. 21 Ks against four walks. He's allowed three homers in that time, but certainly far more good than there has been bad. Is he someone you think about as potentially more than just a streamer right now?
2: Uh, For sure, but it sort of depends on the format, too. Like, I'm not really looking to pick up Billy Ober in 12-teamers at this point. But even when things weren't going as well for him, the strikeout stuff has been there. It's been there for him in the minors. And so it's just a question of, is he going to be able to keep the ball in the park? He's been doing that over the last four starts. So uh, that that really puts him in a different category for me. So uh, somebody that probably I'd be starting now week in, week out in, in deeper leagues.
1: Alright, it's Thursday streamer time. Al, let's jump right in. Let's get right to it. Vladimir Gutierrez and Kyle Muller going to get one another. Both streaming options, Braves and Reds. And- Just a heads up, I think that's an early game. I don't know. We got some early games, obviously, on Thursday. I think that was one of them. But uh, you're going to want to jump on these quickly. Eli Morgan against the A's in his last four outings. He's uh, looked pretty good with 23 K's and 23 innings. Marco Gonzalez gets those Texas Rangers. He's the next guy up there. And Tanner Houck going against the Rays. Who do you like here?
2: Uh, well, I like Kyle Muller against the Reds, uh, for sure. I think that that Morgan starts really interesting and it kind of it gives me a lot of different things to consider because, as you mentioned, Morgan's really been trending well. I've talked a lot in recent weeks about the A's being a good team to stream against. I think that's still the case here. Uh, the thing with Morgan, though, it, it, I kind of lump him in the same, uh, the same basket with, um, with Bailey Ober because he's somebody who can certainly strike people out but also has had a home run issue hasn't had that recently but he has been giving up hard contact nonetheless so might be a little bit of good luck for Eli Morgan I, I, I'm kind of on the fence about this one Michael so I, I'd feel better about Kyle Muller but if I've got to you know for whatever reason i got to pick a second one uh, I would would go with Morgan Gonzalez also is kind of a borderline one for me like where do you draw the line and who to stream <laughs> against the Rangers uh-huh uh I, I gonzalez i i don't just quite have that same level of confidence in him that i did have in tyler anderson i'd probably pass there tanner Houck. i'm hoping will be streamable at some point i just am concerned that he's not going to go deep enough in this one against the rays
1: yeah that uh just for clarification's sake that reds uh braves game is an afternoon game but not super early that one's starting at five ten eastern time i had the other Uh, Ohio team on the brain. Cleveland does have a very early start here on getaway day. Let's get into the stock watch, Al, and let's start with the cherry on top of old guy's day. Miguel Cabrera, (laughs) 16 for his last 40 with four homers. Eight walks against four Ks. He's got seven barrels and 39 batted ball events. Miguel Cabrera turning it back on. Shane McClanahan, young guy day. Uh, th- Through uh, Three ERA in his last four starts. 28 Ks in 24 innings. Seven walks, two homers allowed. Uh, let's just uh, let's bask in the glory of old guy's day here. Miguel Cabrera turning back the clock out.
2: Yeah, you know, and its I'd love to just be able to take this little uh, stretch from Cabrera and say, you know, this is reason enough to go out and just go pick him up wherever. (laughs) It would be a great, great story. I don't really have that level of confidence. um, But on the other hand, I mean, you can look at it as just it's a somewhat extended hot streak for him that he is backing up with that really high barrel rate. And uh, also, as you mentioned, really good strikeout to walk ratio as well. So I, like everything's locked in for Miguel Cabrera right now. So if you wanted to make a hot hand play for, for at least one week, you know, I wouldn't blame you. And maybe I'll be doing that this weekend as well. I'm not sure it's anything more
1: than that. Yeah, it's probably no more than that, but still fun to see Miguel throwing it back to the good old Mickey days. On the downside, Harrison Bader's 7 for his last 44, 14 strikeouts against 3 walks. In that time, Casey Mize uh, has thrown 32 innings in his last 7 starts, 23 Ks against 8 walks, 9 homers, and a 13.1% barrel rate in that stretch. Do you do anything with Bader or Mize as a result of these downturns? Uh, I think my as you bench. Um,
2: I suppose in, in shallower formats you probably can drop because I think the key stat, which I think is kind of easy to overlook here. Is um thirty two innings in his last seven starts, so you do the math there. That's less than five innings per start, yes. and and you know the Tigers organization they told us this was going to happen. They were going to manage his innings, so he's pitching less deep into games, and the results haven't really been as good either. There's some disturbing uh, indicators there in terms of the home runs and the barrel rate. So, uh, in, in shallower leagues, I guess you can drop Mizen in, in the uh, the deeper ones. He's still benchable. And then as far as Harrison Bader goes, I I suppose it's really the same thing. He had a nice run for a little while. He wasn't really necessarily backing it up with the good stack cast metrics. So now you're kind of seeing the fruit of that. Probably an overcorrection for Harrison Bader. But if you were playing the high-handed shallow leagues, I think you can make room for somebody else at this point with his spot.
1: All right, and that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15. Rate, review, subscribe, all of that good and fun stuff. Al and I are back with you on Friday. It's a full slate of baseball. Go out there and enjoy. We'll talk to you soon.